to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp i'm peaches and i'm czar no zach today but we do have our good friend czar back czar how you been man i have i have been i have been um we still what does that even mean we still can't quite get healthy in my household we're still sick we came back from thanksgiving and have some sort of illness that is continually knocking us down (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. It's more like, oh. It's like, what's going wrong in Zar's life this week? Zar, I don't remember, but years ago, do you remember when I was coming to Carney to, uh, it was for somebody's wedding, and I popped a tire, like, right outside the uh, exit to Carney, and then you actually came to help me put a new tire on my car, and then when I tried to start my car up after you guys had left, the battery died. Oh, I do remember this because we were and, like in the and, distance. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, and you, it was you. You were like, when it rains, it pours, JP. <laughs> well, guess what, Czar? When it rains, it pours. Fuck, it all comes full circle. <laughs> it all comes full circle. Uh, along with that, we also took the last week off uh, as a little bit of a break to just recharge our batteries. What kind of games did you guys play? Boy, okay. I think I'm probably the one that has been the most. Uh, You've been active, varied. You've so been active. I, I played Rocket League, obviously. Obviously, <laughs> I, obviously. I, I beat Guardians of the Galaxy. How was it? Um, it's really good. Like it. it good. It I am so glad that that game is good. I started on Deathloop. I got like half an hour into it, and I also have started on Scarlet Nexus. Okay. Wow, that's a lot of games. Yeah, I'm kind of all over. First impressions of both of those. Deathloop didn't immediately grab me. I don't think that's the fault of the game, though. I think that's more... I, I'm, like, trying to get through a million things at once before the game awards. That's fair. Yeah, isn't that true? <laughs> Scarlet Nexus, uh, it's very jrpg um, but I would say that there's one category I would put it better than Xenoblade Chronicles 2 at the very least so far, and that is it doesn't just fucking put massive boobs in the forefront center screen like it well there's no like gross over sexualization it lets girls actually you know be a character and not like yeah overly sexualized too much to ask apparently looking at you blizzard we're still not done with you (laughs) oh we're definitely not done with them never be done with blizzard speaking of which let's get right into it today uh who wants to go over itinerary um i can i'll run through it okay go ahead beaches no 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 no. fist fight for it well, you want to make out about it? I, I don't want to. I don't want to fight a cripple. <laughs> oh, oh God! Blow, blow! Because my lower body doesn't work. <laughs> I was low, man. My man's has not been healthy for a very long time. I'm not about to beat him up. I might. <laughs> All right, what are we doing today, Peaches? Today on the podcast, we're talking about amid mass criticism of Activision Blizzard. Blizzard says we can go lower. PlayStation <laughs> wants its own Game Pass, and we got a lot of quick takes to make up for the lack of a big third article. Yeah, and some game releases. That's fair enough. I am so unbelievably sick of talking about Activision Blizzard. Why can't these guys do fucking anything right? Um, well, they're just a scummy. It was company. rhetorical. Uh, we know why they can't do well, anything. Well, here's the fun thing. While EA is horrible for the consumer. From what I have read online, like in various forums, apparently working at EA is not that bad. Like comparatively, it's better than a lot of other developers, publishers that you could work for. EA Sports. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> EA, hire me. Anyways, I, I can get into this first. Uh, it's not really an article. It's just well, a tweet, there's like a multitude but... of things that are going on, and this like what you refer to as a multi-layered Activision post. So, 
Peaches, just do your best to kind of give us the TLDR of how this shitstorm has gotten even worse. Yeah, I've never seen Article All 1A right, and so... 1B in our script before. <laughs> what is this a well, homework assignment for a math gonna be, class there is gonna be a 1c but you're the I, I worst you guys didn't study <laughs> oh, so no oh i study is all of this gonna be on the test <laughs> yes but Uh-oh. if you just do the study guide it'll be fine i'm still not gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> all right this is coming from a twitter post um austin o'brien says, I am gutted right now. My friends and QA at Raven, Raven Software is what he's talking about, were promised for months that Activision was working towards a pay restructure to increase their wages. Today, one by one, valuable members of the team were called in a meeting and told they were being let go. These people were asked to relocate to Madison, Wisconsin to work here, and now they're out of a job on January 28th. Our QA team does incredible work, but uh, this will not only increase their workload, but crush morale. So... Wow, that's rather Blizzard depressing. has all of their uh, <laughs> Blizzard has all, all of their Activision Blizzard, I should, I should say, because you know it's both branches, they're combined. But they have all the sexual misconduct stuff going on, and during all that, they also decide to string along their workers in their QA department and have them move to Madison, Wisconsin. I don't know where they were living before, but. Everyone knows, like, no matter how far you move, it's never an easy. It's never easy to move, oh, no, right. especially not for a job. Yeah, and um, then they were told that they were going to have an increase in their wages, and then they were let go. Surprise! You're fired. Yeah, this this is such bullshit. Like, I, I feel like Blizzard needs to get hit with the heaviest lawsuit from the government because this this should not be allowed. Like, just by any regulatory body obviously they i would like to see blizzard go bankrupt obviously that won't happen they'll get a slap on the wrist because our government loves corporations but so what's odd about this is like the mindset that most people like us game commentators would have is wow activision blizzard is doing so fucking much right now to shoot themselves in the foot that the last thing they should do is you know fire a big group of their people and fear retaliation of one of them coming forward to tell us about the story like Austin O'Brien did, right? On the other hand, I almost hate to say it, Activision Blizzard might be using the giant overall like sexual misconduct lawsuit going on to kind of do some more shady things under the table because that's going to take most of the blunt force of media attention. Here's the thing. I think that this move, the letting go of all these people from QA was a move to like desperately try to increase their stock price because their stock price has gone down, I want to say like 30% or something like that. Wonder what could have caused that. <laughs> yeah, who, who knows? Um, <laughs> so I think they're letting go of people to try and, you know, show their stockholders that, hey, like, we'll let go of these people so they can't make money, but you guys can make more money. Well, but this seems like a snake eating its own tail. <laughs> I mean, based on what we know about how corporations usually think in general, I mean, that could totally absolutely be fair. I hope this gets a little bit more attention because this really is extremely scummy. And honestly, it's extremely tone deaf by Activision Blizzard. I mean, it's not like they're letting go members of their HR department. Now, that would be extremely tone deaf, but... (laughs) QA in its own way provides like this incredible service to the company, right? And even if they were more standard employees, like stringing them along saying, oh, yes, you will be receiving a raise after they relocated to Madison, Wisconsin. Nobody wants to go to Madison, Wisconsin. Well, I'm not going to shit on Madison, Wisconsin. I'm sure it's a fine place. Shout out to all of our Madison, Wisconsin fans. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I live in Nebraska. I have the right to to bitch. But I, did, anyways, I just don't yeah. know enough about Madison, Wisconsin to shit on it. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm sure it's fine. Also, editorial side note, I don't think I really care about our location anymore, so I'm not taking Nebraska out or Carney from earlier, for that matter. I don't give two shits either. But stalkers. Go ahead and stalk me. I need more friends. <laughs> is, is it really stalking if I welcome it? It's like, you want to go to Ted and Wally's? <laughs> hey, you, hiding behind the bush. <laughs> Can I join you? What are we watching? <laughs> uh, what are the binoculars for? <laughs> you want to look through one eyepiece and I'll look through the other? 
are we gonna segue back in? <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that it? I don't know, but that was funny. My bad. <laughs> So as we know, this is a series of once again shitting on Activision Blizzard. So that's one thing. The Austin O'Brien tweet, right? But you included something else from Twitter, didn't you, Peaches? Yeah, this is uh, coming from Jeff Keighley. Uh, it's talking about uh, Blizzard's involvement at the Game Awards. So Jeff Keighley confirms on Twitter that beyond its nominations, I can confirm that Activision Blizzard will not play a part in this year's Game Awards. Now, here's the thing. Like, obviously, I'm sure this is, this is a good move. Um, though I would say that Activision Blizzard, ah, ah, I want to say that they should get no nominations, but they have developers that didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, you can't punish everyone within because there is some quality with this studio. Um, there are a lot of people who still love the games from these studios. Nobody can condone the actions of like the higher ups, but you still got to give respect where respects do and some of these games are worth it well i don't want to clear all the developers because you know like oh God, the, no. as we re as we remember uh there, there was a uh, pervasive kind of dude bro culture that was bad for all the women working in the office um in certain places and Absol certain people, absolutely absolutely i'm not clearing everybody none of these are blanket statements you have to take it mm. individual by individual i suppose I just, uh, my, I guess my problem with this is, do you guys remember when the Game Awards and like people running it through like a, a big fit about Hideo Kojima not being able to accept the award for, I think it was Metal Gear Solid 5? Remind us a little bit more about what that's about. All right. So years back when Hideo Kojima, like, or Metal Gear Solid 5 was up for a lot of Game Awards, Hideo Kojima had gotten fired, I believe, from, is it Konami? I think it's Konami. And the Game Awards like did all of these like different things to go out to bat for him and like try to get him to be involved with the show and all this stuff. They seemingly made a lot more of an effort for Hideo Kojima than they are doing to try to condemn Activision Blizzard right. for a much worse slight. I mean, yeah, um, that's a good point. I don't know. This feels like too little, like, I don't know, more, more active and like condemning speech towards Activision Blizzard's uh, culture and leadership, I think would be needed here well i think it's a start it's it's definitely a start separation from this grotesque behavior and business practice is a start um and this isolation i think is going to continue i think more and more showcases more and more other companies are going to want to work less and less with activision blizzard and i think that's right. going to get the ball rolling to more significant changes i mean it's not a bad thing it just doesn't feel like enough. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. No, like, yeah. More needs to be done. And, you know, there has been some other Twitter users who have come out and it's like, you know, because we just talked about it. Like, there is a lot of really talented game developers that do unfortunately work for Activision Blizzard, right? And it's like, I've seen plenty of people that have been attacking them too. Like, well, why don't they just leave? You know, if they're really not a part of this culture, why don't they just leave? And the answer is because if thousands of game developers all of a sudden just hit the market looking for jobs, many of them aren't going to be able to find anything. It's, and it's stuff out there. They're going to be unemployed. Well, yeah, it's right? like uh, I, I, have a, I have a sneaking suspicion that these game developers like to eat yeah. and have a place to sleep at <laughs> night. I just I feel like they, they're right. probably really selfish. selfish and selfish all of them try to eat every day <laughs> and have a house or apartment to live in how dare they you don't want to sleep outside <laughs> not in wisconsin you don't <laughs> pick yourself up by your bootstraps well, with how, no job full disclosure boys i think what's gonna happen hopefully sooner rather than later but activision blizzard is probably gonna fizzle out eventually as a company and I really hope that a ton of other AAA studios, maybe even indie studios, grab all of these wonderfully talented people who have done nothing wrong within the company and start utilizing them. And, you know, maybe one day Blizzard will just be a footnote in the past of what not to do. I mean, I absolutely love the optimistic approach there, Zar, but the problem is, like, as we kind of already discussed, Activision Blizzard is not going to actually do anything until they see a hit to profit margins, right? They, The truth is, like, if they're making money, 
which as we checked last time, they're still have, they are still making plenty of money even with all this coming out. They don't give two shits about being in the game awards unless it costs them money. But they're struggling they to give a shit fire massive amounts of people just to keep the money they are making. So clearly their profit margins are taking a hit and they're just trying to do everything in their power to keep the lifestyle that they know. I mean, just because they have the money doesn't necessarily mean they don't want more money. And I, greed, like, greed, greed. Like, I, you know, I really hate to say it, but despite all of these things about Activision Blizzard coming to light, like, as we showed the statistics in one of the episodes within the last couple of weeks, Blizzard is still making a damn good money. Yeah, they're, and in they're fact, still I think making they billions. Exceeded, yeah, in fact, I think they exceeded what they anticipated making in the last quarter. So until they see a hit to money, the bottom line, they're not going to see any repercussions for these actions, you know, because it's really clear that they don't actually care about their reputation or their image anymore, as long as they're making money. So like gestures by Jeff Keighley saying, hey, you're out of the game awards. They're very nice, right? Because it's the gaming industry coming out and saying, look, we are not going to condone this behavior. And it makes gamers feel better because it's like, yeah, we shouldn't have to condone this behavior. We shouldn't have to condone it just so we can continue engaging with this hobby that we love so much. Right. But it's just not enough until they lose out on money. And I feel so terrible for all the people who are involved with Activision Blizzard who work for them that can't stand the company culture and can't stand telling other people that they work for Activision Blizzard, but would have nowhere else to go if they left. Yeah. It's awful. Peaches, I think you're right. It Union, is. Unionization of game developers needs to be a thing. Oh, absolutely. Peaches, what do you think? Well, I mean, I, I've talked a lot about the unionization part of it, so I'm just going to mention this part. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Bobby Kotick, the uh, CEO of Activision Blizzard, said he would consider stepping down if he can't solve the problems quickly, which... It shouldn't be a matter of if he can solve the problems quickly. He is part of the problem, so he should absolutely step down as the bare fucking minimum. But wonder alas, what kind of a play that is. I, I have no idea. I think it's it, it, he's just doing lip service. Yeah, like fucking hell. He's he's <laughs> he's just trying to keep his job so he can keep making ungodly amounts of money. So what else is in the news, boys? I'm sad. <laughs> My first time back in weeks, and I'm sad. No, no we, we this sad is now today. the Sad Tea Podcast. Oh. So... We didn't include it in the script, um, but before we get onto the PlayStation with the Game Pass, I just realized that we have to make a very big shout out to some of our uh, fellow podcasters in the gaming community. So. Oh, fuck. Yeah, we should have totally done that. Yeah. So <laughs> for the second post, we're going to go Mad Libs a little bit here. So a couple of our friends in the gaming podcast community, uh, they run a podcast called Offshore Gamescast, right? It's hosted by Dave and Dylan. And uh, they put together this amazing collaboration event to essentially reach out to all these other gaming podcasters and get some of their co-hosts takes on games of the year. I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. So I wanted to uh, shout out Offshore Gamescast. You can go to our Twitter page and see where I tweeted out our lists. But while we're here... I wanted to discuss because Zara and I both submitted a panel for Offshore and I wanted to discuss some of our options there real quick, as well as giving a huge thank you to Dave and Dylan and everybody else who helps with the Offshore Gamescast for this awesome opportunity. So thank you, boys. So real quick, Zar, I thought it would be interesting if you went over the top five games you did for their panel and kind of gave a little bit of a brief explanation of where your head was at for some of those, because you had some interesting picks. Right, right. Well, apparently I missed the memo. Uh, they said we could do as many games as we want. Everyone else seemed to do a list of 10, and I was the only one on there with a list of five. So my top fives were new Pokemon Snap, um, Resident Evil Village, the Mass Effect Collection, Psychonauts 2. So maybe you guys are right that that's not my favorite game, but the number one was Banjo-Kazooie <laughs> for the Nintendo Switch. 
but only as long it as it hasn't hits. even dropped yet. Yeah, only as long as it hits this year. That was a bold list, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I really I really kind of zarred it up. We didn't get a lot of direction, which I thought was super cool. It was just kind of make your own style. And that's what everyone did. So, JP, why don't you tell us what your style was? Sure. So and to be fair, I had a couple of cheap shots on my own list as well. <laughs> so I did the top tens list. Uh, number 10, Halo Infinite, the beta, just the beta even, I said was outstanding because obviously I didn't have a chance to play the full game because we're not famous enough for me to get, you know, pre like, hey, try this out versions of games yet. Um, I did new Pokemon Snap, Mario Party Superstars, Mario Golf Super Rush, uh, Life is Strange True Colors, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD, Metroid Dread, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and my number one, Peaches, I want you to tell me whether this is a cheap shot or not. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. <laughs> I know it technically I know it technically dropped a year ago. I hope you get some director's comments on cut, that cuz that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean to be fair, if you check out everybody else who uh was reached out to about their list, I mean there were some wacky inclusions in their lists. It was a really really diverse group of podcasters. Yeah, there was not a lot of overlap. It, there wasn't. And Peaches, you didn't submit a panel, so you get to just do what Peaches does best and judge us for what we do. Yeah. Look, I just, I I didn't want to, I didn't feel like I played enough games to really accurately judge what the uh, top five, top ten, what have you of this year are. Um, so, Czar, I don't love the Banjo-Kazooie yeah. is number oh, one on the list. <laughs> it, no, I'm fine that that's your favorite game ever, but for top games of 2021... Banjo Kazooie. When was the last game? Of, uh, when was the last time a Banjo Kazooie game? Uh, New one. Two thousand and nine, maybe. To oh God. Twelve. I don't know when Nuts and Bolts came out. IMO. If you're doing like a 2021 game awards, it should be games that came out that year. Not Banjo Kazooie you know, may just... not be credible on that list because it may drop next year. But this is the first time <laughs> it's back on a Nintendo console. Yes, but it's yeah, not. Peaches. It's not new. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a new ooh, game. I should have put Banjo Kazooie Nostalgia, that uh, Kerkow mod. <laughs> yeah. And as for Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, I feel like Ghost of Tsushima came out in 2020, and like the Director's Cut coming out in 2021, I would still classify it as a 2020 game, but it does meet a technicality, unlike Czar's Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> what do you mean it doesn't meet a technicality? It's going to be released. Hopefully. Is it though? <laughs> gonna be a lot of people on twitter mad (laughs) when has that ever stopped nintendo from doing something stupid that's fair (laughs) all right so let's say peaches you made a hypothetical list with your top five what would you have picked to give to uh these guys for the list um all right so i actually i started a uh list somewhere it doesn't have to like an impromptu list even if you wanted to do top three all right so I got at, um, I don't even know how to order these. With numbers, Peaches. I feel like there's only one way I can't order them. I'm going to do a top four. All right. So at the bottom, at number four, we've got Kenna Bridge of Spirit or Kena Bridge of Spirits. Sorry. Um, And then at number three, we have It Takes Two. At number two, I would have to put Valheim. And at number one, I'd have to put Mass Effect Legendary Edition. And I want people to know that Mass Effect Legendary Edition being at number one is also considering that it's a remaster and I take off a ton of points for it being a remaster of a game that's already released, but... Well, it's interesting that you have it as, like, number one because I support that. I 100% support that. It is a vastly different experience uh, playing with, like, the three to six discs that were in the three-game collection originally with that seamless transition. It just all feels like one experience now, not three broken apart stories. And so game of the year for you, I support that. I I mean, anymore, like this is when I made the list uh, anymore. I don't know if uh, Mass Effect would be number one. I think Guardians of the Galaxy would probably be number one now, now that I've actually played it. Wow, I can't believe you liked that game so much. I mean, first of all, I got it on sale, so that's always a plus. That's great. Naturally. Yeah. Um, But I got like 18 hours of gameplay out of it. And it's like 18 hours of gameplay out of a extremely linear story, I think is a pretty good amount. Um, 
I think it told a unique story while having its own like kind of blend of, you know, the Guardians like vibe that you get from the movies to like its own Guardians vibe that's like unique to it. So, yeah, I really appreciated Guardians of the Galaxy for what it was. But maybe once I play Deathloop and Scarlet Nexus, that'll change. All right. Well, real quick, we just wanted to give one more big shout out to Offshore's Gamescast to uh, Dylan and Dave. Thank you, boys, so much for allowing us to be a part of this really exciting thing, because what gamer doesn't love talking about Game of the Year? So thank you so much for letting us be a part of that. You got to come on Game Tea sometime. We'd love to have you. Hell yeah. And always uh, shout out to Rainbow Road Podcast. Those guys are great. Love you, Travis. We do love Travis. All right. I believe we have one more article for today, and I believe Peaches gave it to me. So should we kick it off? All right. This is coming to us from BNN Bloomberg uh, from, uh, let's see, Jason Schreier. So, Jason, thank you very much. PlayStation plans new service to take on Xbox Game Pass. I knew this was a matter of time. Let's get into the article a little bit. Sony's Group Corp's PlayStation division is planning a new subscription service to compete with rival Microsoft Corp's popular Xbox Game Pass, according to people familiar with Sony's plan and documents reviewed by Bloomberg. The service, codenamed Spartacus, will allow PlayStation (laughs) owners to pay a monthly fee for access to a catalog of modern and classic games, said the people who asked not to be identified because they weren't authorized to speak to the press about the plans. The offering will likely... Yep. (laughs) The offering will likely be available on the smash hit PS4, which has sold more than 160 million units and its elusive successor, the PS5, which launched more than a year ago, but is still difficult to buy due to supply chain issues. All right. So I don't know about you two. I knew this was a matter of time. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, there were going to there was going to be copies coming up real quick. I'm surprised it hadn't happened sooner. Mm hmm. I guess my main thing is I wonder what they're going to be able to offer because so the, it, yeah. does Mine, or Minecraft does Microsoft have like exclusivity Game Pass deals with all these different games or I, I actually don't know I imagine uh, they, if, they future proofed their service and so they did sign some sort of exclusivity contract that would be the smart thing to do especially since if Microsoft did it then it'd only be a matter of time before PlayStation tried to do something similar that being said I can't imagine that every single game dev for every single big new release hopped onto that service idea so I think uh, I'll just call it Spartacus for now because that's its nickname I think Spartacus has a lot of extreme potential here I like the name to be honest loving that that's a shot at Halo I no, uh, yeah not. I know and that's why I think it's pretty funny. Uh, no, no, it's not I, a shot. I mean, at to Halo. be fair, it's not like Halo came up with it either. Oh no, no. But naming their specific competitive service to an exclusive—that's a little on the nose. Spartacus was a gladiator. You're a gladiator. <laughs> it's like that. Um, yeah, but wasn't Spartacus? It, from Sparta, or was he Roman? Um, Guys, I'm not good with geography. Okay, let's move. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you so don't here's know triangles? A <laughs> oh, I love me a triangle. Anyway, it's not just about the new games that are coming out, though. I think what has me and a lot of other PlayStation fans super excited about this is there's a lot of rumors going around of PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games also being offered for the service. So, obviously, everything that we have about Project Spartacus right now is rumors and speculation, right? We don't actually know what's going on. But the question I have for you two is, do you think this is legit? Do you think it'd be able to compete with Game Pass? And are you excited for it? Peaches, let's start with you. Um, excited? Prob- uh, not really, because I don't really play my PlayStation enough to get use out of it. But if it... uh. If it had the Infamous games on it, I'd probably buy it for a Oh, how those. great is Infamous? I One don't of know. the best series. I never series. got to play it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you are missing out. Infamous is good. I bet. I never got to play because I was on Xbox 360 Nerd! at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think it would be able to compete with Game Pass if it does become a legitimate thing? Or do you think Game Pass has really kind of hit the market too hard? I mean, compete probably usurp i don't think so hmm okay interesting czar what about you what are some of your takes um i'd be excited to see something like this it's nice that sony and playstation or playstation takes notice that 
Hey, gamers like to play what they've already played before, so backwards compatibility is a good thing. So if they were to include PSP, PS1, PS2 games, and all that stuff on it, that would be amazing. I would be most excited for the medieval uh, Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter titles. Um, ah, interesting. I don't know if it'll compete with Game Pass, at least right away. I think it's going to take a while for them to build a reputable service like this, um, but I think it will happen. I think they will eventually get it off the ground. It really is interesting to think about, you know, I think where it would really shine is like, like we just discussed, we're not really sure what Xbox with Game Pass has as far as like exclusivity on the market for like a gaming service like this, where they have like that exclusive access to games, right? So even if you're running off the assumption PlayStation only has some of those titles, but will also offer, you know, a lot of its entire library, I think it has the potential, but I don't know, man. Xbox Game Pass has already kind of been crowned the king of services like this. So well, and even if PlayStation hits the market, unless they do something really unique, I don't know if they'll be able to compete. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, you know, PlayStation has never really been very open about providing you with everything they've done. Like Xbox, from the OG to the series, they're just like, yeah, here's everything. But PlayStations, that's never really been their style. And so I don't, I don't know. It'd be really weird to see them take that much of a turnaround. Which I've never really understood because Nintendo can be like it can be the same way, right? Oh, yeah, and absolutely. It's just more money in their pockets, right? Because once they stop producing the cartridges or the console or whatever, well, these companies obviously still want the money, right? So that's why Nintendo's been so pissed off lately about like people you know, buying secondhand cartridges from stores because they're not getting the money. So why not offer those in some kind of digital form if people want to play them? Yeah, that's, if it's so obvious that the market exists. That's the solution to it all is this backwards compatibility and a full open library of their games is digital downloads. And it's so simple. Absolutely. And that's all I really have to say about that. I do think this is in the works because I figured that PlayStation was probably doing something to... I guess, match up and compete with an Xbox service, right? I think the name Spartacus is pretty cool. Um, even though right now it's just kind of dubbed the code name. I'm really excited to see what they end up doing with this. And that's all I really have to say on this article before we move in to some hot takes. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. You know, JP, you're probably the biggest fan of this first quick take if you wanted to uh, run Not it, continue yes. running it. Not only am I the biggest fan... I am also very pissed off of how this all went down. So, for our very first hot take, Minecraft Caves and Cliffs update is finally dropping relatively soon, and we have an official trailer from Minecraft discussing a little bit more about what we can expect. So, did anybody besides me watch this trailer or even care yeah, about what's going on? I watched it. I thought I thought it was quirky. Yeah, you you did like it? Yeah, I thought I thought it was kind of fun. I liked it a lot. I've been playing Minecraft for some time now, and the caves needed such a massive update. And this trailer really got me excited for that, especially I was pretty concerned after the first part of the update came out for Minecraft, and it was very, very, we'll call it underwhelming. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. It was. really, really was. But I don't know if what we're getting in this update looks anything like what this trailer is introducing to us. I'm very, very excited. Just more luscious caves with more things to find, more random occurrences, more things to do. I think this looks stellar. Hey, uh, JP, what would you say if I told you this was already out? I would tell you you're bullshitting, okay. except I already knew that because okay. I already downloaded it. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I did already know. No, I did already know that. I'm just... I think, though, that, like, so many people were so disappointed in the way that the first update kind of went down that they lost a little bit of faith there. But people are already talking about this Cliffs and Caves, or this Caves and Cliffs update. And uh, so far, I've heard that it's a lot better, but I don't know if that's relative to, like, what Minecraft was before or just to that first shit update we got. I mean, this is the update that Minecraft fans have been waiting for for years. Correct. 
So I I have to imagine that like Minecraft is actually pretty good about not over promising what they're going to give you in their updates. And so, I mean, what you see is what you get with these. And from what I've seen on Reddit, people are very pleased so far. Excellent. I am very glad to hear that. I'm very glad that Minecraft finally delivered because I'm glad that you mentioned that Minecraft is pretty good about like not over promising because that very first part to the update that we received months ago sucked. What's that quote from Malcolm in the Middle? It's like, I was expecting nothing and I was still disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Um, I, I can Google it real quick. No, no, no I know that that's it because I say it all the time. <laughs> Stop fact checking me. <laughs> yep. Okay. So uh, I got to pull up. I expect nothing and I'm still let down. Ooh. Okay. I was close. You just got fact checked. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who wants to talk a little bit about Bioware and Dragon Age Day? Well, I think hmm. I'm the only one that played uh, Dragon Age, true, so I can take this but one. But you are the Bioware guy. I love well, Dragon Age, though. Well, you weren't able to identify... Oh, wait, were you Were you even there for that? I think you were. Maybe um, not. When, uh, oh, uh, oh it was Age one was of our on games. The, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I edited it, and I was screaming Dragon Age the whole time because <laughs> your theme was Bioware, and they've only got, like, three IPs. Which is not. I don't know if that's true, true but no. That's um, not true. Anyways, Bioware is working on the a new single uh, single player Dragon Age game. Or they're confirming that they are still working on it. The reason I want to throw this in is because I know a lot of people probably like me saw that uh, Bioware was working on a Dragon Age game that was going to be a games as a service model, which people were very upset about. Now, with this confirmation that it is going to be a single player like story Dragon Age, like Dragon Age is supposed to be interesting. You know, it's just it's a nice reassurance that maybe we'll actually get a, a good Dragon Age game. So I have a lot more faith in it now. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, I am not too big into Dragon Age, but for the fans, I'm glad that this has given them some more faith, at least, you know, I mean, after Anthem failed tremendously, it's. Maybe, maybe it's time EA stops making Bioware do yeah. games as a service. They should make that an award at the Game Awards. Biggest letdown. Anthem would have won. I, I wonder if they're down. not allowed to give out, you know, like. They can't do negative awards. Yeah, because like, uh, what's the what's the spinoff of the Oscars? Like the Razzies or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Th those aren't like official awards that like an actual committee gives out because people would be mad and like you know studios would be upset about it. It is in it, bad so. taste but it would be funny. It's all about the lols. It, it's, it'd be fun for the consumer but you know businesses are that that's who really matters if, if, if a business's feelings get hurts. Peaches who's lining your pockets? Alright um, who wants to take <laughs> anyway. who, who wants to, who wants to take it. this one or should uh, I? You take it. Alright so It Takes Two the uh, game is being hit with a claim from Take Two the owners of Rockstar. Oh, that's humorous. They have officially abandoned their trademark. Uh, so as of right now, I guess It Takes Two is not the name of the game anymore because Take Two didn't want it to get mixed up with their company, I guess. I don't know. It feels I, I, very... This is extremely well, stupid. <laughs> this is like Candy Crush trying to sue for sole use of the word candy. I mean, Shut it's up a before little... they get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, that happened. Huh? It's it's really annoying. I I don't get it. Like honestly, most people don't even know. Like people don't even know who Take Two is. Pre so yeah. the fact that they're precisely fucking uh, going after the game, it takes two. Just feels very dumb. But like it takes two. Like the developers, Hazelight, already just kind of like abandoned it. So I guess it takes two is legally no longer the title of the game. <laughs> I don't know. So if it wins a game award, it's uh, the untitled game from Hazelight. Oh my god, that is so are unbelievable. Are physical copies of It Takes Two? Um, because if there are, everyone should snatch those up that say It Takes Two before the name gets changed. I mean, <laughs> there's already tons of advertising of It Takes Two, like, digitally. So it's not like it's all going to disappear and people are going to forget that It Takes Two is called It Takes Two. Oh, that's it's fair. just this feels, yeah, it, it exactly. just, this feels very dumb. And I, I don't know. I don't understand why Take Two is going after, is deciding to spend its time doing this. Because they're not working on the next GTA and they're bored. I, I mean, I guess, <laughs> man, this is this is rough. 
I, I don't like this at all. Yeah, I don't either. Weak. What are you going to do? Uh, you know, take two. They also go after, you know, any fan made GTA mods and like any projects that try to reverse engineer their games. So I think they're just anti fun. I could have told you the that. They make Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but that's just a really lame thing going on with take two. Uh, JP, do you want to take? Uh, actually, you probably don't know as much about this. I can take this. One. I mean, that was rude, but yeah. I mean, how you're not really keeping up with the Halo Infinite Battle Pass, are you? No. I love how Zara's not even in this conversation. Yeah, because <laughs> we know you haven't played it yet, Xbox guy. I know I'm a bad Xbox gamer. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Zach has played more Halo Infinite than you. Yeah, and that's ouch. And he's he's the Nintendo guy. Woof. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta get my poop in a group. I've been playing too much Assassin's Creed. Black Flag. Yeah, no kidding. Yo ho ho. <laughs> all right, all right. I just want to let you guys know I do want to do like a whole episode on all my problems with the Halo Infinite Battle Pass. Oh, I'd love to be there, but for, for right now, <laughs> just wanted to get the story out there that there are changes coming to like the progression of the Halo Infinite Battle Pass. They heard out people's complaints, and there are a lot of them. And so they're making, they are going to be making some changes to how you are an experience and level up through the Battle Pass in Halo Infinite. Interesting. That's pretty much the entirety of it. I support Peach's idea for a Halo Battle Pass episode. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts. I'd love to hear it. I think it's a great idea. In the meantime, do you mind if I take this Battlefield article? Yeah, go for it. All right. Battlefield 2042 is bleeding players as launch issues continue. Let's see here. What do we have? Setting aside all the technical problems, Battlefield 2042 was actually fairly popular at release, reaching the top five most actively played games on Steam and similar lists on Xbox Live. Today, less than two weeks on from launch, the game has lost over 60% of its active players on Steam. Oof. So just from what I know, this is mostly due to the game just being a big glitchy buggy mess right well and also some changes that they deliberately made that people don't like interesting so jp you know how when you're aiming at somebody in a fps your bullets usually go where you're aiming as they should <laughs> all right and you know when you're not aiming downside it has like the little crosshairs and like the, there's like bloom with the crosshairs as you shoot more the crosshairs get y- yes wider. that's pretty standard fps all right well <laughs> so mechanics. um battlefield 2042 decided to add bloom to aiming down sight so when you're aiming down sight your bullets do not go where you're aiming well that's not what a bullet's they, meant for and they didn't think that was going to upset anybody this got through a lot of people before it hit the game and apparently they were all like nah this is this is what people want I don't think they know people. (laughs) Why don't they ever ask? It's that simple, man. What do the people want? People who are bad at the game love this change because they can't be shot by people who are good at the game. (laughs) Little victories. Uh, Little victories. I I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, I was extremely excited for Battlefield 2042. I was giving it the benefit of the doubt of being the definitive option to go with over Call of Duty Vanguard, right? But at this point, Call of Duty Vanguard may be like a rehash of the same thing Call of Duty's been doing for 12 years, but at least... At least they didn't fuck that up. It's consistent. (laughs) Yeah. At least it's not a bit buggy mess that changes basic FPS mechanics. I've honestly heard a lot of good reviews about COD Vanguard, but that's just because it's the same COD formula again. Really? Don't I've heard really, a lot of bad reviews well, of COD yeah, Vanguard. I, I think it has I, like a 2.6. I think I've got a 2.6 or a 3 on Metacritic. Oof. Woof. So, uh, a little thing that Peach has included. According to the article, Farming Simulator 22 was more popular than Battlefield 2042 on release. Woo! Farming Simulator! Woo! Farming Simulator! Yeah. Let's go! Look, Farming Simulator knows what it's about, all right? So, <laughs> good for you. And Farming Simulator uh, 22 set a series record for sales, so way to go, Farming Simulator 22. Wow. Yeah, kudos <laughs> to that. Damn it. We live in a simulation. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> all right. Jack and Daxter turns 20 today. Well, actually, it would have been December 3rd that they turned 20, but still. Happy birthday. Uh, this little article that we... Yeah, happy birthday. This little article just goes back and talks about a lot of the fun times we've had with Jack and Daxter, going all the way from its humble beginnings as Jack and Daxter on the PlayStation 2, and even gives us some of the initial studio art for some of the characters. 
So as a PlayStation fanboy, Jack and Daxter and the rest of the Jack series has been very, very influential on my gaming career. So happy birthday to one of my favorite franchises of all time. Um, I don't even Chess, are you much of a Jack and Daxter fan? I, I love Jack and Daxter. I haven't gotten I'm to play in a very long time. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, I just haven't played it in years. Um, I wish I knew where my PlayStation 2 was. Otherwise, I would. I ran through all three games because you can buy them on uh, the PlayStation Store for like $17. See, I, PlayStation's very selective about what they choose, like from older titles to have on the console, but they always make sure that they have Jack and Daxter. And I am appreciative of that. Now, if they can just do the same thing with Sly Cooper, we'll be in business. Bro, I would just take it with just I would one new, love Sly, Cooper a new game. Sly Cooper game. I think that needs to happen. Love it. You, you could get away with not remastering the whole series if you just give me one new Sly Cooper. Just give it the ratchet and clank treatment. Give it its own movie and a new first story. Ugh, right, they could. Sly Cooper was so good. All right, so Ubisoft, as a lot of people know, went away from Steam going to their Uplay platform to try and sell their games and do all their stuff from there. Um, however, there are rumors of Ubisoft returning to Steam uh, coming from this uh, gaming updates and countdown tweet where uh, he points to a thing on the Steam database showing uh, Ubisoft Connect PC client added on Steam. So in theory, we may be able to start seeing those Ubisoft games like your Far Cries, your Rainbow Six stuff all coming back to Steam. So Interesting. coming back with their tail between their legs, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. All right. We've got one more article. Zar, this has you written all over it, and that's why it was saved for the last. Yeah. What is going on with Dying Light 2? I don't know, but it's a tweet from Dying Light 2, and it says, Dying Light 2 has gone gold. Do you Woo! know what going gold means? Uh, not exactly. Okay. Going gold just means that the game is done, and it is like being pressed and can oh, be oh that is out. exciting it essentially means that the game is done it's yeah. ready oh i'm much more excited now what's great about this though is obviously uh the whole gone gold controversy was really exasperated with cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> because it went gold essentially right before cyberpunk became available and with this like okay dying light 2 is going gold now but it's coming but out they've still got february 4th Right. So that means that like they've still got plenty of time to make tweaks, quality test the game and make sure it is ready for that February 4th release date. So, yeah, hopefully there should be absolutely no shenanigans between now and then. Fingers crossed. It's a nice tweet, though. So I'm going to finish it off. Uh, This is what Dying Light tweeted. It wouldn't be possible without your support over all these years. We will spend an additional time making sure that we'll deliver the best possible experience for you. Thank you for being with us. Can't wait to meet you in the city on February 4th. This, I'm very excited for this. Dying Light is one of the best zombie games ever made. It's one of the best horror games ever made. And it's about time it gets a proper sequel. I'm very excited. My buddy and I just recently finished Dying Light 1. All the side missions and such, and we are just so excited to play it. And this looks amazing. Peaches, you gonna get it? Are you saying that you're not going to be playing with your game I, tea I've buddies? Been tr- I done been trying. Zor! Where are you guys at? Playing Halo Infinite. Well, we've been trying to get you to play Halo <laughs> Infinite. Yeah. Yeah. Too busy playing old games. Only thing you're playing is my heart. Oh. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Got him. I don't know. Got him. All right. Zar, there's only one thing left to do for today, and it is talk about the upcoming game releases. How about you take it? Oh, I can absolutely do that. We have kind of a small list. First on December 8th is Halo Infinite for the Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. On December 9th, we have Loop Hero for the Switch, Monster Rancher 1 and 2 DS, DX for the Switch, PC, and iOS, Witchwood for the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, And there is one more game I want to add on here. Uh, Paper Mario is coming to the Nintendo Switch's N64 Online expansion service, and I'm really hyped about that. That's December 9th, too. Yeah, that's right. Then on December 13th, we have Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon for the PlayStation 4, Switch PC, 
And on December 14th, we have Among Us coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. So now console players can play Among Us and find those imposters. And our final game, I really hope this is the hype up one, the Smurfs Mission Vileaf Smurftastic <laughs> Edition for the PlayStation Smurf-tastic. 5. Smurftastic <laughs> Edition for the PlayStation 5. So hype up one upcoming game, uh, Smurftastic? Eh? Yeah, yeah. Are we are we Smurfing here? We're Smurfing. With the Smurf, guys. It's the Smurfs. Are you Smurfing me right now? I'm... I Smurf up and Smurfing the Smurf out of you right now. What? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Was that dirty? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Halo Infinite. The beta has been so unbelievably fun that I literally made it one of my top 10 games of the year. And I think that is well justified because it has been extravagant. It feels like old Halo. I can't promise that the campaign's going to be exactly like that. I don't think any of us can. But I have a lot of high hopes for this, boys. Are you as excited about it as I am? Oh, yeah, the campaign looks incredibly good. I, it really looks like they're going to like lean into that open world aspect with Halo. And there's a grapple hook. I'm sold. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, Zar, what about you? Residential Xbox, man. <laughs> I don't even know if we can say that anymore. I am excited about Halo. Uh, I think when the campaign actually comes out and I get my hands on it, I will be like tenfold more excited about Halo. Um, but yeah, woo, go Halo. I do, I do understand Halo fans' reluctance, right? Because the last few games have not been kind to the Halo We've fans. We've been but- hurt before. Yeah, exactly. But this is Halo's time, baby. Halo Infinite is going to be such a banger. And that is about it. Um, I think it's time to wrap up this episode, boys. What do you think? All right. I don't want it to end. Oh, I just want it to keep okay. going on forever. Um. So, well, that was the end of the script. But uh, I mean, like, how are you guys? I, I guess it's if you don't want it to end. Um, I got some new bed sheets. Ooh, Ooh. what flavor? <laughs> what flavor? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> a gray flavor? Oh, I think I got that too. Where'd you get him from? I don't think I want to answer. Tell us, JP. I don't like this. You want to talk about Vaporeon? Thank you all so much for listening. No, I don't want to talk about Vaporeon. Please. All right. Before this gets even weirder, <laughs> thank you all so much for joining us on another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. I just really think that our viewers would want to know about the Vaporeon. Uh, Later. Later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Later. We'll make an episode for that. (laughs) No, we will not. (laughs) It'll it'll be behind the pod. (laughs) No, you don't. Oh, man. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.